we live? Yes, we are. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. We'll call to order the Housing Authority's Assessor Agency special meeting for Wednesday, January 29th. Um, roll call, please. Commissioner Mitchell? Here. Commissioner Fletcher? Present. Commissioner Roach? Commissioner Hansen? Present. Commissioner Mullaney? Uh, Mr. Mullaney is on his way from a luncheon, so he should be only a few minutes late. Uh, Vice Chair Peabody? Present. Chair Mertens? Present. Can I get an excusal for Roach, please? Yeah, motion to uh, excuse uh, Councilwoman Roach. I'll second. Moved and seconded. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Passes by majority. Unanimously of those present with uh, Mrs. Roach. Excused, Mr. Mullaney absent. Okay, approval of the final agenda. Mr. Mayor, we would ask that you uh, pull uh, item 5A, approve uh, revised Excel purchase election agreement from the agenda. Okay. Item 5A then will be pulled from the agenda. Public comments. Is there anyone in the audience wishing to speak before this body? Mr. Kiner. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor, members of the council. Um, I have to say before I started, I'm, I was going to go home and get a sport coat. And I'm glad that I didn't rush home. I see you're all fairly informal today. Um, we would like to say casual today. Informal, casual, okay. Um, I wanted to take this opportunity to discuss a little bit of this, the current situation on um, Indian Wells Crossing. Um, as you're aware, um, Excel has decided not to move forward. Um, I worked with them from August until last night, so I was as surprised as anybody. Although I must say that there was indications that things were not um, as going as smoothly as they initially did. Uh, about two weeks ago, um, I received a phone call from a gentleman in San Diego that, named Travis King, who works for a company by the name of Brixton Capital. They had been told about the project. Um, they're a large private equity investment vehicle for Bruton Global. The gentleman's name is Mark Bruton, and it's a family-owned holding company and has domestic and international assets in excess of $2.5 billion. So I went over there, knowing that things were not happening the way they should be as far as Excel was concerned in the agreements. And I met with them, and we talked about the project. That was two weeks ago today. Three days later, they called me and they said they wanted to do the deal. They, were in, they wanted to be the developer. Of course, we were in the middle of, of trying to finalize a deal with Excel. Um, ironically, you didn't know this, but we had nothing binding between us. We could never get an agreement that was signable. There was always some cause or some clause or some catch. So in a way, it was a good thing as far as I was concerned. So I talked to them. Um, we started as quickly as possible to do uh, the due diligence. 
Then last night when we were told that Excel wasn't moving forward, um, I called them. They were prepared. In fact, they have. They've placed $2.9 million in escrow. Um, Wade has the escrow account, the escrow uh, officer's name. I believe he's having that checked out right now. That money is in escrow. Um, it's going to stay there, hopefully, until we can work out an agreement to close this deal. Um, but as you know, and I'm sure particularly Councilman Hansen has heard many times, this is a not an easy site. It's a difficult site. And so to ask someone to do all their due diligence on this site in 10 days is not realistic. Um, you know, however, we've got a situation that could be extremely negative with the opportunity to make it very positive. Um, they haven't even, Brixton hasn't even met the city manager, hasn't met with anybody about this project, but they feel confident enough to say they want to go ahead, they put the money in escrow, and I'm here today to request that you consider a 90-day extension on the foreclosure auction. And the reason for that would be to allow them to do the due diligence. The money would stay in escrow. We would continue to move forward on the necessary work to get the project fully entitled and to begin construction. Um, before this meeting, I spoke with our broker at CB Richard Ellis. All of the negotiations with the theater companies we've been talking to are proprietary to us. It's our broker. We've worked with them for the last seven years. Um, Brixton has already been in contact with the individuals at the two theater companies. So everything would continue to move forward. Um, we're just requesting some time in order to make this happen. But they've done one thing that nobody else has done. They put their money in escrow. Now, I hope you consider my request. And what I'm about to say next is in no means a, um, a threat in any way. It's just a, my assessment of what would happen if you decide not to consider my uh, request. What would happen if, if the city forecloses on this property? Um, well, first of all, you'd own the majority of the site, but not all of it. Um, you would own, there would be a large two-acre piece in the middle that would not be owned by the city. Um, Five-tenths of the Lasoy leasehold interest, not only on this site, but in the Phase two property and also in the channel, would not be owned by the city. Um, all of the approvals from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and CVWD that allow the site to be expanded by up to 30% to the north are all proprietary to Miles Crossing Retail. The work required to get those approvals would probably require at least another year and maybe an additional $150,000 of engineering fees. I don't want any of that to happen. I think that the only way that we can make this site a success is if we work together. And this is an opportunity for us to actually end up with a very successful project with possibly the best developer that we've ever had interested in the project. 
Can you and I have a conversation? If you'd like, if it's sure. I, I can understand why you, Kiner, would want this deal to go forward. Got a lot of sweat equity in this deal. Worked it a long time. Um, and, and everything that you've just said, I'm, I'm looking for a reason, a justification for the city to say this is a good deal. I can't find it. Maybe you could help me out and find it. You want my opinion? Yeah, I want you to tell me why it would be a good deal for the city. Why would it be a good deal to have a successful project on no, that side? why would it be a good deal for the city to go forward with this deal with Brixton? As Brixton? You, or, uh, well, any, or any other person who wants, to, who wants to come in at this point? Well, I think, Councilman, that um, given the alternative, that 90 days is, is a very small amount of time to commit to see if the project can go forward. Because the alternative is going to be much more complex and much more messy than it is today. Well, see, that's where, uh, I mean, the, the city or the housing authority that, own, that, that, would, uh, that would take the property back on a foreclosure would own the property. They would own a, a, percentage, a large percentage of the property. Well, it, it, it would own all of the property in which it previously owned. It would own all the property that, that's encumbered by the deed of trust. Exactly. At that point, the city then, or the housing authority, could put that property up for sale to anyone who comes in. May I ask you a question now? Yeah. Do you think you're going to find a developer that's interested in that site without the two acres in the center, without the ability to expand the site by 30%, and without all the approvals from the government agencies that take at least another year to get? Well, uh, yes. I, you think you're get, And you think you'll get a, a highest and best use value for that property? Yes. You, you know how many developers we've had involved in this site? I, 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 I don't know the total number of developers that you've had in this site. It would be nice to know, but more importantly, my, my impression is not, is not that the developers uh, had a problem, is that is that the partners of the developer, who the partners want going to be as far as the development is concerned. So, so if we start, oh, I forgot to turn off, I apologize. Uh, I just, um, I, I mean, as I said here, Michael, and, and I look at this deal, and, and I, I cannot get there as to why the city would want to do, um, I mean, obviously, these, these other people can speak to it, but, you know, as it relates to the to the two acre parcel you're talking about, in if the city could not negotiate, uh, th they would s simply file them into domain on the property and acquire it. Uh, so, so, I mean, the city has every ability to develop the total of the property if it would so choose to do that, or find a, a developer to do that. It might be that, that, that the housing authority would find it in its best interest not to sell a property, but to enter into a long-term lease uh, for uh, recurring revenue on the property rather than to sell it as uh, just get rid of the asset. There's a, it just opens up so many doors for the city for the future by going forward with an eminent domain action than, than to, to 
struggle with uh, a developer and as the agreement, when I got the, the agreements, the revised agreements for the Excel deal, I wasn't happy with those agreements. I mean, uh, Chairman and Housing and Authority Commissioners, uh, I have to interject at this point. Uh, pretty much everything discussed up here so far during public comment under the Brown Act is permissible. It's okay for a commissioner to ask somebody at the public comment microphone a question dealing with clarification of his or her remarks. That's okay. But I think we're at this point beginning to get into a discussion of the merits of uh, a transaction. I, and I was about through. I'm, I'm okay. through. Uh, and allow uh, someone else. On. Well, may I just quickly respond to one of your questions? Um, that would be the chairman's role. All right. Well, is that well, right? in the nature of public comment, he would yes. be entitled yes. to do go so. Ahead. If you, as a governing body, uh, allow the opportunity for Brixton to uh, become the developer, they would be the sixth developer that we brought in on this site. And some of them were publicly traded companies like Excel and like Weingarten Realty. Some of them were big private companies, like no one has been bigger than the one we're talking about right now. And if you're, if you're stating that you believe it was the fault of, the, of our side that it didn't happen, you may be right, but you may not be right. Well, let me just make one comment. That's what I was told. So when we brought Lewis Holmes in. Lewis, but I, well, yeah, okay. I think we're stepping outside. Yeah, the and, I, and I, I just wanted to say this is the sixth legitimate developer that we've brought in on this project. They're the only ones who have put $2,900,000 into an escrow, and it's sitting there. Okay. So for are there any other questions? Have Mr. Question to you. He made the comment that we don't own the Lasoy property. I, I may be misunderstanding, but I thought we owned it and we got it over a period of time by payments, and that there was a set schedule of payments. Is that incorrect? Uh, the 2002 settlement agreement with Albert Lasoy concerning other property that was the subject of an eminent domain litigation, uh, that agreement required Lasoy, at Lasoy's request, I might add, to convey installments of one-tenth fee interest annually to the city of Indian Wells. And uh, there have been conveyances up until this point in time of uh, many of those installments, but not all. So, and that's the way it was structured. So do we technically own the property with payments to come, to go? Well, uh, Lasoy continues to own at least three and one-half tenths fee interest in the property. Right, but he has to sell them over a period of time. If I he understood. would to the city, and under the city's agreement with Jurison Investments of May 2004, I say the city's agreement, the former redevelopment agency's agreement, the former redevelopment agency was required to convey those annual installments to the developer. Okay. Michael, my, my, my only statement to you is that when I met Mr. Fogelson a year ago, January, with Mr. Mertens, that man sat there and six times threatened us with lawsuits if we didn't do what he said. I didn't take kindly to that, nor did Mr. Mertens, and he can speak for himself. I think it's better to come in here 
and not try to throw things at us with threats. I think it's better to attempt to work something out. So I only suggest that from now on we keep the threats off the table because for me, one, I don't, can't speak to us, I don't take it well. And we're here to do the proper thing for the city. And if we can help you get a project done that's good for the city, then we have an obligation to consider it. But please, don't come back and, and, and say that because it's, it's just not well taken. And, it, and it, is, it isn't necessary. Let me put it to you that way. Well, I, I'd like to, first of all, I'd like to apologize if it, if it appeared that I was making a threat. I think the intent of my statement was to say that, that by requesting a very short amount of time, that uh, the situation could be simplified as opposed to it getting more complicated. In no way was I threatening anything. You know, um, uh, and I feel that you know, we've got a potential partner or a potential developer who I didn't even know they existed two weeks ago. There is almost $3 million sitting in escrow right now. They haven't met the city manager. They haven't met you. They haven't met you know, uh, uh, Ted, the subcommittee, they haven't done any of that, but they're willing to say that we are, we want to do this deal, but we need some time in order to put it all together. In the meantime, the theater and leases will continue to be negotiated. Those were not proprietary. The other issues that we need to do with Warren will continue to parallel track this. So I, I by no means am I threatening anything. I just know that, that um, as, you know, Councilman Hansen is the one that talked about eminent domain, not me. Um, we want to do something that is a big success for the city. This is a difficult situation. Last night it seemed like we weren't going to be able to go anywhere. I'm sitting here now, or standing here now, asking for your support to give probably the best capitalized developer that has ever talked about this site, and somebody who clearly wants to do the deal, or else they wouldn't have moved as quickly as they have, an opportunity to do the deal. Yeah, this, this was just a curveball thrown at us, and I certainly am not in a position, I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I'm not in a position to react either way until we know more about the situation. Uh, Chairman and Commissioners, if I can inter, uh, provide a comment here which I think is critical. Uh, eminent domain was mentioned very briefly in this discussion, but the Housing Authority and the successor agency in the city have not taken any action to threaten eminent domain litigation, to condemn the property. That would require a, a process, of course, and nobody is saying that the uh, Housing Authority or the successor agency or the city uh, have any intent to begin that process whatsoever. So nothing said here today should be deemed a threat of eminent domain litigation. Nothing like that. No decision has been reached, certainly not collectively. Individual council members and uh, housing authority commissioners may have individual thoughts about that, but nothing has at all been commenced or decided regarding that. So if there is no... Uh, Patrick? Michael, I, I run the risk of uh, maybe you having to repeat something but I can't help twice. You, you mentioned that this new uh, developer uh, is anxious to move forward on the theater? Yes. Now, my question is, uh, over the weekend, 
the announcement was made that La Quinta has got a significant th uh, theater going in on Washington, uh, basically just south of 111. I'm familiar with the size of that piece of property, uh, and it's enormous. It's got loads of parking, and I'm wondering if we're not putting an anchor store, a theater, into the concept that you've been working with that quite honestly would be in total conflict with what's about a mile or two miles away? Well, um, I'm not a seasoned real estate broker, nor am I in the theater business, but um, I know that an announcement, a press release is not, you know, they're not under construction. They don't have the entitlements. Uh, they don't know that there is a discussion about another theater in what we believe is a superior location. Um, we're working with two other theater companies. Um, there's even discussion to, you know, as to when we would make all this information public. Um, one of the theater companies we're working with doesn't seem to think that, that, that having competition a few miles away would be a problem at all. And they're successful. They're the fourth largest theater company in the world. So I would defer to them, Patrick. Um, you know, it, would, it, would it be better for us if we were open first? Probably. Could we guarantee that no one would ever open nearby? No. So I think it's the demographics of the area that determines whether it can support two theaters. Thank you. There are no other... May I ask one, Mayor? Sure. But I'd like to clear it first with uh, our counselor. Um, you said under the Brown Down Counselor that we could, we could comment on any of the of the participants' opening questions, and we would still be under the, under the guise of the Brown Act and be legal under that? Under the Brown Act, you can very briefly comment on what the public comment. It would be a question to him. Speaker had said you can ask a question. Yes, okay, then I'm, then I'm, I'm fine. Michael, you said that you would, that 10 days is not enough to reach a decision, and I think all of us would agree with that. Why would you ask for, for nine times that amount? That'd be 90 days. 90 days. What would be wrong with 30? Or what would be wrong with 60 if we were to allow any of your requests regarding that? I don't think there's anything wrong with 60. I mean, I'm asking for 90 so that we, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I, I really don't, I don't enjoy standing up here right now asking for more time. I thought that we had everything done with the last group, but then as I slowly started to see how it was unraveling, um, how the deal kept changing, how everything started to you know, morph into something that wasn't anywhere near what we originally agreed to, um, I, just feel, I just thought that by asking for 90 that we wouldn't be up here asking for any more. You know, um, that, that was, that's really the reason. Can we do it in less time? Yes, but would I like, I don't want to come up here again. Thank you, Michael. You. Thank you. Right. Okay, so. Are you, are you ready to wrap it up? Ready to wrap it up, and I guess we're going to closed session. We're going to closed session. Before we do, though, I wanted to, to thank uh, the, the, the city attorney for clarifying uh, the statement concerning eminent domain. In no way did my uh, remarks uh, have the intent of insinuating in any way that we, I was attempting only to respond to the statement from Mr. Kiner that should this deal not go through, there could be a problem in the future for the city 
on the two-acre parcel, and I was only reminding him that if everything else failed in the process as a last resort, then the agency could at <clears> that time consider eminent domain or other actions. That's all. May I make one more quick statement? I know you want to wrap Very this up. Very quick. All right. Please. Mr. Peabody, Mr. Fogelson is completely 100% removed from any of these negotiations. He's not a party to any of these discussions. And all of the legal documents that uh, remove him from any of these ownership entities have all been executed. Appreciate it. Thank you. So the Housing Authority will now adjourn to closed session. Commissioners and uh, members of the successor agency both. Uh, in particular, I recommend that the Housing Authority convene in closed session to discuss items 4A and B, uh, and also that the uh, successor agency uh, convene in closed session to discuss item 11A. Uh, item 4A and item 11A pertain to uh, possible litigation against either the Housing Authority or the successor agency concerning the Miles Crossing retail project. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we need a motion. No, fine. Is that we're all set? Fine.